You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. everybody welcome back to another episode of independent waters i am your host maggie manfredi and joining me as always is zach the prize batista <laughs> zach how you doing my friend uh i'm doing pretty good uh i'm sick in case you can't tell on my voice but you know we're we're uh we're trudging along yeah Ugh. uh i'm sorry you're sick i don't know i don't know how you got sick but you better get better yeah i i, I fucking better <laughs> you better get better by this saturday mm-hmm I was literally telling my parents, I'm like, I swear to God, if this shit lasts into Saturday, I'm going to be mad as hell. Yeah, so Zach, so me and Zach, of course, as you heard on the last episode of the show, we are going to be at uh, GCW Into Deep this weekend. And if you find us there, uh, you can get a free t-shirt by giving by showing us that you followed the, the, followed the podcast and gave us a five-star review on whichever podcast app of your choice. You can get free stuff. Uh, so find us, uh, at In Too Deep in our Independent Waters t-shirts. Mm-hmm. It should be a good show. I'm excited. I'm excited. We did, uh, a new, another match just got announced today. Ooh, what got announced? Uh, or yesterday. It got recently. It was, uh, we got a GCW tag team title match. Oh. Between, uh, Bussy, mm-hmm. the tag team champions, the Briscoes. Oh. And... Second gear crew. What the? What, wait, hold on. There's a conflict triple threat tag, here for triple threat tag team match. Oh, for the GCW tag titles. I mean, I'll be happy. I'm f- I'm happy to finally see the Briscoes in person. Yeah, we get to see the we get to see the Briscoes in person. We get to see Mike Bailey. Oh, I can't fucking. We like, get to see Mike Bailey live. I'm so oh, stoked. It makes I'm me so being stoked. sick and the potential of me being sick of it and just like it more painful if it happens. Please. please. And he's going against and he's going against Janella, who's gonna who. Is gonna be like he's going against Janella, so you know the spots they're gonna come up with are dumb, right? Yeah. Like Janella is probably gonna be like, "Hey, I want to do this stupid thing," and Bailey's like, "I'm in." I'm like in. you know, Bailey's not gonna say no. It's like say less. <laughs> Mike Bailey sent Ninja Mac off of like a a, a, a giant like. <coughs> all, what was I think they were in the Ukrainian Cultural Center, and he had a match with Ninja Mac, and he like threw him off of someplace really, really high. I might have been a balcony. It was like it was sort of like a balcony. It was more like a ledge. Mm. Oh. <laughs> Either way, you know that's going to be insane. This night's going to be insane. I'm very excited for Saturday. Yeah. Uh, but today we have some more matches to talk about from the indie wrestling scene. Uh, Zach, I believe you picked a majority of the matches this week. So why don't you tell the people what you brought to the table? Yes, of course. I brought. Keita Murray versus Ray Romero Jr. at Santino Brothers Wrestling Academy. Uh, first mm-hmm. of the show. 
And then I brought Jordan Blade versus Notorious Mimi at GCW's Diamond Cup. Yes, and I brought the prize Alec Price versus Big Beef from a wrestling promotion. From Limitless Wrestling. Uh, And uh, I'm very stoked to talk about these matches. Uh, we uh, We picked the order before we started recording, so why don't we just jump right on into it with our first match, Keita Murray versus Ray Romero Jr. I keep wanting to say Ray Romano, but I know that's wrong. <laughs> oh man. Uh let's see. So there is very there's a very slight amount of context for this match. Very okay, what is the slight context? Uh this is the first round match for the Up All Night tournament. Like a the, first round okay. match. And uh this is Romero is a regular and this is Keita's first match in the promotion. Gotcha. Interesting. The crowd did not like Romero at all. Yeah, the crowd was very much uh, against Romero. Which I guess says something when the guy who's literally never been there before gets cheered, like, just, what's the word, um, just overwhelmed with applause, and then he just gets booed. Yeah, right? Like, oof. I like, think... it, it, it's, it sucks that it's just, like, the, the, the regular of this promotion is getting booed out of the, the building, while the, the, the new guy is just, like getting all the love yeah. now granted the regular is a massive dick he's a cock let's be real here fair enough to the point where the crowd even started calling him needle dick <laughs> got him i think he then made a your mom joke of like yeah but your mom took it last night and i was just like i oh! cannot believe it's like, just like insert the gif of the guy with his hands on his face just like going out of screen <laughs> oh, man. the hype man gif from the the Super hot fire. Yes, 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 yes. Oh. Exactly. <laughs> so eventually, these two do lock up for the first time, and Romero very easily like throws Keita right off of him into a corner. He taunts the crowd. Keita gets some payback mm-hmm. by forcing Romero into the corner and lightly like just a very light double palm chop to the chest, like the most patronizing double palm chop I think I've ever seen. Just like, eh. <laughs> like there you go, buddy. Yeah. And uh, Romero was pissed off so much so that he knocked Keita to the ground and he tries to run the ropes, but then Keita hangs on to his leg and it causes him to lock Keita in a side headlock, which then leads into a fast-paced acrobatic sequence in which the two of them are like running the ropes back and forth, trying to get the upper hand on each other, but they can't really like get a grip on the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked it how in the middle of this, there were points where Keita were like push Romero off him and when he knew that he had enough time, he would like style on him by just, just dancing in front of him. And Romero yeah. being like, the audacity of this bitch to dance in front of me. Just this fucking guy, huh? Exactly. And after said dancing, uh, Romero chucks him onto the apron and rocks him with a, just a good old classic punch to the face. <laughs> oh, wait, get just, sometimes you just gotta do the, yep. sometimes the, the, the old school tactics work the best. Mm-hmm. Just, 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 just punch him. Right in the face. And as right Kita is reeling from this, Romero is like taunting the crowd now because Kita has been kind of soaking up their attention here. And it lets Keita mm-hmm. fight back off the apron and shoulder Romero in the gut. And as he's bent over, he flips into the ring off of his back and nails him with a jawbreaker, multiple kicks to the chest on the floor. Oh, my bad. Then a mule kick to the chest from the floor. Oh, that was that was cool. I really liked Great. I really liked that where he just like uh he he like sunk, where he was just like on the ground and he just pop. I love that spot. There's like two people I can think of, him and Leo Rush to do it, and every time they do it, it pops me. I'm just like, I love the way that spot looks. Yeah. And it was just a smooth, it was such a smooth transition from the sit-out jawbreaker he did right before mm-hmm. it, because he just did the sit-out jawbreaker, then just like rolled onto his back, was like, eh. eh. Kick in the face. <laughs> yeah. 
Sakita then gets to the top rope, and uh, we then get a very weird spot. Okay, weird how? So Talk to me about what, what the weird spot is. Kita's on the top rope, and Romero's mm-hmm. in the middle of the ring, and he's setting up for a crossbody, and Romero grabs the ref to put him in front of him, right? And I think yep. to myself, okay, I see where this is going. He's going to have to get off the rope, or he's going to, like, use the ref as a shield so he can hit one of the ropes. But no, instead he just throws the ref, like, face first into the corner, and I think to myself, mid-throw, okay, Kita's going to fall off of this. But Kita does it. He just stays up there, he's like, okay, I don't care, and he just jumps off of the, um, he jumps off of the top rope, gets caught, gets spine buster, and the ref gets up, and he doesn't disqualify Romero, even though he very yeah. clearly attacked him. <laughs> yeah, it definitely was weird that he didn't, like, disqualify him or anything, uh, but it was especially weird that that exact spot could have happened without the ref shenanigans. Yep. You know, like, I would I would have understood, I think the idea was that him pushing the ref into the ropes, like, delayed Kita enough for, like, for Ray to get his bearings oh, and be able okay. to catch him. I, I'm i going full William Regal here, being, trying to explain hey, man, sometimes the you gotta go full of Regal, this. Because I, yeah. I was sitting there going, like, the fuck was the point of that? I mean, you still got spy bus, but shit. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, uh, I th- I, this is what I think happened. The spot is redeemed now in my heart. But so, that's that's that, that was that's what happened in my eyes. I don't mm-hmm. know. But uh, anyway, well, your cannon is my head cannon now. <laughs> so right. as I said, he catches Kita, plants with the spine bruster. Afterwards, he batters Kita for a bit, and when he puts Kita down with a sidewalk slam, he locks him in a stiff chokehold. And eventually, mm-hmm. Kita is able to feed off the crowd's energy and get back to his feet where he sunset flips Romero for an unsuccessful pin that he transitions into a single-leg Boston Crab. Which was good look. Which looked good. Mm -hmm. It was a good Boston Crab. And while Romero is able to get to the ropes and even get Kida in a fireman's carry after he gets said rope break, Kida elbows his way out of it by repeatedly elbowing in the face until he's literally, like, just halfway there to being knocked out. Like, he's just limp for a second. Yeah. I know the two are uh, separating to opposite corners. They then start a super kickoff. Which was great. <laughs> awesome. Classic super kicks, but just trading back and forth. Like it's like it's like the Wild West are both sitting there and they're like, alright, you fire. One quick draws, the other one's like, Oh, that was pretty good. What shuts the other one out. Yeah. It's just like, alright, your turn. Ow! Alright, now my turn. Ah Mm-hmm. And then initially Kita seems like he's the winner of this because he gets one kick off and he goes to go for another one. But uh, mm-hmm. when he charges at Romero to kick him He's dropped with a Michinoku driver. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Looked, looked great. It was a good Michinoku driver, yeah. And Kita retreats to the corner, and it's here where he tries to mount his counterattack in the form of a boot to the face, and then a Tornado DDT suplex called the Key to Your Heart. Oh, what a great name for what mm-hmm. a great name for his finish. Kita Murray, the key to wrestling, the key to success, the key to your defeat, the key to your heart. It's his, that's his Twitter at, too, is Key to Your Heart, which I thought was so funny. Yeah, that was on For the Culture that me and Ryan talked about, because Ryan... I think hit me with that, and I was like, that's a fucking great name. Yeah. So, he then, after that, and then after he hits the key to your heart, he exposes his knee pad, or he exposes his knee from his knee pad, and knees Romero on the side of the face. Romero kicks out, and Kita is shocked. So they go back and forth, countering each other in order to put the other away, and in the end, Romero rakes Kita's eyes, and then fucking nukes him with a monstrous sit-out powerbomb, and wins. Yeah. Giant sit up power on. Looks like it could have put Kita through the ring. Yeah, I was just like, oh, oh, I guess that's the key to the hospital. 
Ooh. I'm kind of glad. I'm kind of glad Romero got the win here because mm-hmm. the entire the entire match they were like tell they were going over the fact that like oh Romero's the hometown boy and Keita's this new guy who's showing up. So I'm glad that the promotion didn't just like bring Keita in to squash one of their own. Mm. Like homegrown, like you know what I mean. Sounds I'm glad like Santino, a promotion Santino that we Bros wrestling a while yeah. back that uh, had everyone in their roster lose to the out to the outsider people. Yeah, mm. Mm. and but, yet and yet we still buy tickets to the show on Saturday. So much so but you anyway. might be saying we'd be going there this week. Anywho, yeah, we digress. Yeah. Uh, what would you give this great this uh, match's grade, Mikey? Uh, I give it a meh. This match was solid. I would also. I, I, it wasn't like anything spectacular, but it was solid uh, matchup between these two. They both showed off what they're capable of. They both like got their spots in. Uh, Ray Romero ended up come like came off looking pretty good. Keita is probably uh, gonna go do good things somewhere else, and everybody's gonna be fine. And it was uh, all good. Correct. Let's go on to our next match, which would be Blade versus Mimi. Yes. At GCW. Oh wow! Just the first. I thought of the blade, and the first thing I think of is just the the AEW wrestler, the blade. Yeah, uh, but it is GCW, not Game Changer Wrestling, but Generation Championship Wrestling. I'm glad you we clarified should, that. We should clear that up because <laughs> I didn't even know that until you just said it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, this match. Yeah, uh, it's, it's Generation Championship yeah. Wrestling, not the, only, the other GCW. Mm-hmm. The only context you need here is that this match is a semifinal match for the Diamond Cup. Like it's right before the finals. Yes, it so, is a it. Uh, it is you're right. It is the semifinals here. Mm-hmm. So, beginning of this match, a lot of back and forth holds between these two. And Mimi, I'll be honest, I was surprised to see Mimi hold her own so well against Jordan. Okay, I'm glad I'm not the only one who was surprised by that. I felt like weirded out that I was surprised by it. I was like, should I be surprised? Is this should I like? Should I be surprised that Mimi's got a good like like ground game and can actually like do some shoot wrestling or yeah i was like i don't know why i was surprised like, i feel like i shouldn't have been but I'm i looked at I her appearance and i'm like your appearance doesn't scream technical to me i've never heard of you your name is it, notorious it, mimi very sports entertainer yeah right? and the, yeah, i wasn't but, built up and like the commentary's like oh jordan blades this killer she's like a like she'll murder you with submissions and then like i just suddenly see mimi just like holding her own i was like hell yeah okay hell like, yeah all right interesting i was in i know look no now i know now I know for sure you are a wrestler. Yeah. Apparently, also, she's apparently usually a face. With a name like that, I wouldn't be surprised. But for this match, she was actually the heel. Yeah, which was shocking. Mm-hmm. Very much like a... Felt like it a, was shocking that the one in bright pink and bright blue was the heel in the match, and the person who was just in, like, all black, like, UFC-style garb yeah, was, was the, the face. Was the fa- yeah, it was a bit odd. Anywho, we digress. Yeah. After these two separate from this, like, back and forth, Mimi tries several times to kick Jordan, and Jordan, like, just keeps, like, she's just like, this is fine. Then she eventually catches her foot, she's like, okay, listen, here you. <laughs> well, hey. And then she shoves her to the ground and then picks her back up to hit a trio of suplexes, a German, Exploder, and then a gut wrench. Yeah. Which is what I expected from a Jordan Blade match. <laughs> After this, the two uh, then exchange a vari- a variations of headlocks on each other until Mimi... Can we talk about this? Blatantly low blows Jordan right in front of the ref. Yeah. And the ref doesn't do a thing. Referee discretion, baby. I'm like, what the fuck is with these refs just letting wrestlers do things that they shouldn't? I'm like, that's a low blow. Even the crowd was like, yo. What was that? Hey. Hey. This ref was like, no, I can't see. I'm blind. I've got, like, no 
No perception at all. The ref's like, what? What happened? Oh, she kicked her in the gut. <laughs> oh, it was fine. Mm-hmm. And while the ref, this may not apparently bother the ref, it pissed Jordan off, and she sounded off with several strikes on Mimi after this. Got her up in a fireman's carry position, but Mimi elbows her way out of it, and then Shining wizards her in the face, which causes Jordan to retreat to a corner to recover. So mm-hmm. Mimi sees this, she's like, okay, well, here I go running, and she charges at her, and Jordan throws her over the ropes and onto the apron, and Mimi grabs her arm as she's over there and yanks it down over the top rope. And after this, basically, Mimi is... Playing the role I thought Jordan would be, which is just finding a body part and targeting it for the rest of the match. Going, going right, yeah, finding, like you said, scoping out that arm and just going, like, right after it. Just, just tar- Mimi with tar- target locked on Jordan Blade's arm. Yeah, and I, I guess it's supposed to put Jordan off her game because, like, this, she just beats down on Jordan and her arm for a while until she mm-hmm. chops Jordan across the chest. And it, at this point, she's been pissed off by her so much that she starts to fight back with her own chops. Until she hits a particularly loud-sounding one. Mm-hmm. And then she snapmares Mimi into the ring and drop kicks her in the back while she's sitting in the ring. Unfortunately, though, Mimi cuts her off because she drop toe holds her into the middle ropes. Uh, and yeah. as she's dazed, uh, she crosses Jordan's arms across her face and locks her in a seated surfboard hold. Which was cool. Mm-hmm. Classic. This hold for the classic, longest time classic. gave me the, long- the hardest time describing. Because I was like, how the fuck do I describe someone sitting down with their knee in someone's back while their arms are, like, crossed? While their arms are crossed over their neck. Yeah. <laughs> or their arms are pulled back, and I'm like, ah. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like, ugh. But anywho. I think I, I think I just wrote, I wrote down, like, cross-arm headlock or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah, pretty close. So eventually, uh, Jordan starts to fight her way out of it, and just when she's, like, at the very, like, all right, she's about to get... Get her second win back. Mimi hits her with her signature pump kick. She calls Stairway to Heaven. Nice. Good name. Great name. Good son- look- looking pump kick. I would argue to say, great name. <laughs> so, now that he's that she's back in control, Mimi once again, t- like, she's going right after this arm. She's like a rabid dog that's just not letting go. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this time, it's stopped because Jordan almost rolls her up. And then the moment Jordan gets her opportunity, finally, she... Hits consecutive chops and running strikes on Mimi to knock her back into the corner. Jordan has finally, finally mounted her comeback. And she hits uh, Mimi with a running back elbow, several standing back elbows to the side of the head, and then a double underhook suplex out of the corner, followed by a Samoan drop. The Samoan drop did not look great, I will say. Yeah. I remember I was like, hmm, someone didn't fall the right way. Speaking of not looking great, uh, a lot of the strikes in this match didn't. (laughs) Yeah. Uh... I was gonna get to that eventually. We're like, it's like, um, which is kind of annoying because it's a Jordan. It's like, like with the way with how Jordan Blade is presenting herself, uh, with it like the whole UFC like killer get up, mm-hmm. right? It's like you would expect some heavy striking, but nah, I don't know. There just wasn't that in this match. Yeah, there were like, like the a lot of the shots fell flat for me. The chops were like the few examples. Where I was like, okay, there we go. There, there we go. Yeah, yeah but was... there was like elbows and kicks that just kind of like didn't. It just felt like the it's like a wet it just pool like, noodle. Yeah, it was just like, like yeah, mm. there's just nothing there. Yeah, yeah. In general, like the um, these two did it's like not somebody have a... somebody like give it like a slap or something. You know, like let yeah. me hear it. Exactly. I don't know. On this topic, I feel like these two's chemistry wasn't the best together. Yeah, it kind of, it felt like, it, was this their first time fighting each other? No idea. I probably should have looked that up. It it kind of felt like it was. Like, like because like you said, it, it 
it was it was like a lack of chemistry there i felt like mm. um there's needed to be something else like this match just felt kind of lacking mm-hmm. yeah, um i i will anyway yeah let's continue with our uh, review here oh, and, and it was we were talking about that samoan drop by the way to answer your question i just looked it up yes this is her first match with jordan blade according to cage match mm. I, I want to see that. I want to see them have more matches together because I, there was sure. something. There was something here. Yes. Between these two, mm-hmm. I just it just needs to be ironed out. Yeah. You know. So, back to the after the math of the uh, if iffy uh, the meh Samoan drop. Mimi kicks out and hits Jordan with a jawbreaker. And while Jordan does lift her up in a fireman's carry in response to this, Mimi elbows way out of it and locks in a brutal looking like bridging Fujiwara armbar. Mm-hmm. on the arm she'd been working all match and i was like oh damn i'm like okay you know what that well side note great looking finisher bridging fujiwara is a good looking finisher agreed and it's this is where the ending comes it's a bit sudden here because it's apparently so effective that jordan get when she gets out of this hole is so pissed off that she has just been doing this to her all match that she just like just out of pocket knees her in the side of the face and then just forearms her in the head over and over until she knocks her the fuck out and wins. This is what I wished all the strikes looked like in this match. Yeah. Because this ending this ending sequence made Jordan Blade look like an absolute murderer. And I was like, where was where was this the whole rest of the match? Yeah. It, where was this Jordan Blade the whole match? Like, it, right? Yeah, it, um this felt like a like a lion was playing with its prey and letting the prey like get in on it, and then eventually it like went too far, and the lion's like, "And now you're dead." Yeah, like I just, I just wish that energy was there the whole match. Like I wish Jordan was like came out the gate with the just straight up murder energy. Yeah, like because at the end there, she just beat the beat the absolute <laughs> snot out of Mimi <laughs> with a few elbows. She was just raining elbows down on her, and the ref was like, "All right, enough, enough." I remember just being like, "Wow, she just like stepped that up so fast to just like- yeah." And she won via knockout. Like that's so cool. Like that's so cool. It's so unconventional in a wrestling match. Mm-hmm. Like I, I just wish we saw more of that the, yeah. the whole time. You know, as opposed to. A lot more. It was a lot more Mimi dominated. I will say, which is like fine mm-hmm. because I like which is it, which just, is which could gonna... be like fine because Mimi was the heel of this match, and you want Jordan Blade to have this like comeback thing. But it's like, why try to play this like underdog angle with Jordan Blade when clearly she could just look like she's murdering somebody? Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know. I feel like the if the roles were reversed here and. Blade was the heel and Mimi was the face. This match could have been mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah, I, it makes me wonder who that was in the finals that they felt the need that for Jordan to be. Cheer- I mean, you just say she's hometown, right? Is she? Uh, I thought you did, but I might miss it. I'm yeah. not sure. Uh, it makes me wonder who the uh, her opponent's going to be in the finals. They were like Jordan needs to be cheered. Yeah, it seemed it seemed weird to me because like. I feel like if the roles were reversed and Jordan was an absolute killer that killer heel that whole match, and then Mimi had a comeback or something like that, the match would have been. And then, like if Mimi was like staging this comeback with the underdog beating down Jordan Blade, and then and then Blade just like knocks her down and then just beats her to, beats her to death mm-hmm. <laughs> and gets the knockout. Right? Imagine the nuclear heat going into the final. She would have gotten. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like if they just played up Jordan Blade as a killer heel, it w- or, yeah, as a killer heel, it would have been like, mwah. I agree. 
Uh, it's for this meat reason. I'm giving this match a meh. Yeah, same. Match is fine. It could have been a lot better. If you these two are in a match together again at a later date, I'd be willing to watch it again to see if they were able to improve their chemistry and the match flow. Yeah, same here. I would I would love to see these two. I would love to see these two. I, I would love to see these two fight again, but with the role, like I said, with the roles reversed. Mm-hmm. I want to see I want to see Jordan Blade be the monster heel and Mimi just be the the, the scrappy underdog. You know. Mm-hmm. All right, so. Uh... <laughs> Let's go into the last match. Now, I'm completely biased for this match already because if, if you know me, I'm a massive Alec Price fan. Yeah, you love Alec Price. I love my absolute shithead heels that are just the most cockiest motherfuckers on the face of the planet. He has everything I want in a heel. And then I got Big Beef, a man I've never Big heard of. Big Beef? But I love the name. Yeah. Uh, this match starts <laughs> off fast. The context of this match is fucking wild. Oh, that, yeah, tell us about the context. Okay, so first off, oddly enough, we did a theme this week of tournament again? matches. Because this is a... Again? Yeah, again. We have a semifinal match for the Vacation Land Cup. And this is okay. originally going to be Alec Price versus Love Doug, I believe, as I've got the name correctly. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, that was the name of the commentary I kept saying. Love Doug. And... I, I do love Doug. Let's see. I'm going to make sure this is his name now. Yeah, yeah, there's a guy, a wrestler named Love Doug. Love Doug? Great. Yep. So he was supposed it's, to have it's, it's dude. Lo- it's dude loves weird cousin. <laughs> uh, so he was supposed to fight Price, but he got attacked by Ava Everett and Charles Mason with scissors. Oh yes, and the commentator that sounds very annoyed this whole match is the guy who basically saved him because he's friends with Love Doug, and he basically the whole match he's going on about how I'm like, how... never gonna not laugh at Love Doug. <laughs> he's basically going on about how like it's despicable. That these guys have literally have to work for anything, and then Doug gets his chance, and he gets fucking assaulted with scissors. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What was his name? Doug. Uh-huh. Love, love Doug. Thank you. No problem. <laughs> Our respect team. So Beef was their replacement. And Price okay. was not expecting Beef at all. The match literally starts, like, at mid-entrance, Beef throws his jacket at Price and just beats the shit out of him. Goes right after him. It was awesome. Beats him down, double underhook suplex, whips out a drop kick, clubs him across the face of forearms. Like, Price is literally like... And the commentator's like, it's kind of bullshit that Price is preparing for a, another guy, and then this mountain of a man shows up and is just manhandling him now. Yeah, because I, I... With with that line, it made me assume that Love Doug is not a big man. It must have Or been a, big, because, a big person. Yeah, because that... I do not know Love Doug's gender. Anyway, like we're not talking about. Anyway, we're not talking about Love Doug as yeah. much as I would love to talk about. Yeah. Ne- I, next time, next time we do a, an episode like this because next week's episode is going to be special. We'll talk more about that later. Uh, we need to do a Love Doug match because that, that name is too good. Yeah. So, as I said, beats the shit out of Price. Continues on until he's got Price laying on the middle ropes. He goes for a crossbody into his back at the last second. Price slips out of the way, so Beef goes like just sailing out of the ring. Bye-bye, see you next week. Wee. And then Price says, fuck your normal tope. And instead of doing, a, like, a straight tope, he just jumps out of the ring onto Beef. I love, before before we continue, I love the look that Alec Price gave straight into the camera when he saw that Beef was on the outside, and he was like, I'm gonna get him. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking love his facial expressions. Yeah, he was like, oh, I'm gonna get him now. Yeah. He lands on his feet, he gets some payback in the form of strikes of his own. 
Beef tries to fight back, but Price counters it, an Irish whip of his by jumping onto the apron, and then jumping onto Beef to Tornado DDT him into the floor, which looked smooth as hell. Mm -hmm. Beef's getting up, and Price goes under the ring and gets himself a chair that he sets up. The two try to then suplex each other through said chair, but both are thwarted by the other. And in the end, Price is like, ah, fuck it, and he just super kicks Beef in the face. <laughs> sometimes, again, sometimes it's the easiest solution. So Beef falls back onto the chair, he gets onto the apron, tells the crowd to move, and then just full sends it, running sentons into him, knocking him and the chair over. Yes, which was great. Mm -hmm. Rolls him back uh, to the but ring. Before that, I want to talk about, before, when, when, after, when he did the Tornado DDT. Uh-huh. To uh, Beef, uh, the way Beef sold it was immaculate. Yes, it was very good. <laughs> he like he like got up and was just like arms out like a zombie, and then just fell again. It was yeah. very funny. <laughs> so after this running senton, he rolls Beef back into the ring, brutalizes Beef or pounds Beef, as they say, <laughs> tenderizes. tenderizing Beef. Yeah, there we go. Hey. We got there. We got there. <laughs> so we got there. Mm -hmm. That's our chemistry at work, baby. Yeah, there we go. So, he then boots him in the face, drop kicks him in the chest, into the uh, in the corner, locks him in a sleeper hold. But Beef, the uh, the big bastard that he is, just refuses to go down. He fights his way back thanks to a series of headbutts. That's always a great... I love when people fight back with headbutts because it's just like... I feel like no one's really gaining an advantage here, but like I'm so proud of you for just like... Yeah. Going, just going for it. You both hurt, but you know what? Take this, uh, this commemorative award for just saying fuck it. Yeah, for just saying fuck it and just bashing your head into somebody else's. Mm -hmm. So then, at this point, Price like, all right, I'm gonna cut his momentum off and hit a tilt to whirl. I think it would be a. D it probably would have been. Um, it would have been the uh, what's the name? Uh, the uh, what? The prize possession, probably. The prize possession. Is it the prize possession or the price possession? Because he's Alec Price. He's the prize fighter. Oh yeah, so okay, the, that prize, makes sense. the the um the prize city. I forgot the name of where it is. Actually, he's from off the top of my head. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he goes for that, and then Beef fucking throws him off, and then just slams him to the mat with a German. He was like, he's like, I'm spitting, and he's like, you're off of me, and now you're in the ground. <laughs> and now you're in the ground. Uh, after good he, night. Yeah. So the two then get up in opposite sides of the corner as they do in these matches. Price goes like ah, it goes for a running strike to start things off. But Beef kicks him in the face and then dominates him with running strikes for bowling him over with like just his whole body. Mm -hmm. He then rams his knee into Price's face, backdrop suplexes him out of the corner, manhandles him with a full Nelson slam, and Price defiantly try fights out a powerbomb attempt from Beef. But then he makes mm -hmm. the absolutely fucking awful mistake of slapping Beef across the face. Yeah. Boy, never, does his face show idea. that he regretted that. Don't slap your meat, kids. <laughs> there. there. <laughs> ah. Must in private. Sick. I could. The joke was too obviously there. I had to. I'm so... I'm just... I'm more mad it got me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad it got you. Oh, okay. So he regrets it. Tries to run away from Beef. Beef catches him. Pops him up with one hand and slams him into the mat. He runs the ropes, jumps into the air, and then just full-on sits onto Price's chest with the force of, like, a wrecking ball. Like, it was... Yeah. Wind was gone out of Price. Yeah, if that if uh, a man like that lands on your chest, it's gonna suck. Yeah. <laughs> but Price kicks out, surprisingly. Surpri I... Yeah, definitely definitely was surprising. That is for sure. So Beef's like, all right, up to the top rope we go, because in every wrestling match, if the normal stuff doesn't work off the top, it's the only way it's gonna do it. Oh, yeah. 
and Price defiantly fights for control, but Beef quells that with a series of headbutts that just knock Price nearly off the ring post itself. Mm-hmm. And just it looks like Beef's going to power slam him off the top row. Price counters it with a tilt-to-world face bluster, if I had to describe it, that he calls the prize possession that we had talked about before. Yes. Off the top rope. Mm-hmm. And as Beef is struggling to his feet, Price, I love his fucking energy, screams, I'm going to the finals! And then he runs at him <laughs> and hits him with a surprise kick to the back of the head and wins the match. And of course, and calls his shot. I love his energy. That shit gave me, like, I'm going to Disneyland vibes right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it did. It was really good. You know, it was a great showing by Beef and Price. Uh, <laughs> I don't... I don't know why I just I don't know why the, the sentence it was a good showing by Beef and Price really got me. I think it's just because the guy's name is B- Big Beef. I think that's just like it's just amazing. That's the price you have for having such a big beefy name. <sighs> yeah, I mean, listen, I watched I, like I right now. like like I said, I watched Big Beef in a death match with Levi Everett. So like, my life <laughs> is made. You know, I thought this was a great match. I would give this match a high man. Yeah, me too. This one was solid. Uh, definitely really good back and forth for somebody who was like a last minute, re- uh, a last minute replacement. Uh, you know, for uh, uh, Love Doug, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> who I- I'm sure it was a storyline, so they probably had Big Beef the whole time anyway. Mm-hmm. But for someone who was a last minute replacement, quote unquote, uh, Big, sorry, Big Beef did a really good job and showed off what he was made of, and uh, I think really showed the crowd that he's not just like. Uh, like his name is funny his name may be funny but he isn't a joke you know yeah that's a good way of describing him this man will bully you the fuck over and yeah he will he will wreck you if he has the chance so do not take big beef lightly i guess um anyway that is all of our matches this week Mm -hmm. uh i really enjoyed i i enjoyed all of the matches we watched this week uh there was i i don't i I really enjoyed the matches we watched this week. I just, I think I expected, I expected more from all of them, which is yeah. weird to say, I guess, That's fair. you know? Um, but either way, they were all very good, and I very much highly recommend you watch them, and you can go find the links to those over on our Twitter. Uh, if you follow us at Indie Waters, you can see all of the links, that, all of the links to all the matches that we watched of this week's episode. Uh, when we tweet about the release of this episode, which should be out already, if you're listening to this, mm-hmm. obviously, uh, and you can go follow us else. You can go follow us on many other platforms as well uh, on the Countout Network. If you you can follow Countout Network on Facebook, Countout a Wrestling Podcast Network. Subscribe on YouTube to Wrestling uh, Countout a Wrestling Podcast Network, and follow follow Countout as well on Twitter at Countout Pod, uh, where we do all kinds of stuff. And I'll have a bunch of a bunch of other shows on the network, such as Have to Talk to Your Friends About Wrestling, Your Dose of Death, Pure, Okada Shorts, Ring Post Radio, so many things, <laughs> so many things on this network. So much, so much uh, podcast for you to enjoy, and we have a lot of articles as well that you can go check out over on CountOutPod.com. We can go check out articles written by our awesome team of writers. And uh, you can also go buy our merch if you want to support the Canada Network. Uh, go to CanadaPod.com slash store to get yourself a Canada t-shirt. You can get yourself an Indie Waters t-shirt there as well. But if you don't want to pay for an Indie Waters t-shirt, you can come see me and Zach this weekend, this Saturday, April 30th, at 
uh, GCW Into Deep at the Showboat in Atlantic City. Me and Zach will be there along with uh, along with other along with Countout member Countout family member Sean Taggart uh, of Pure. We will all all three of us will be there in in the flesh. If you want to come say hi, come meet us. Me and Zach will be wearing our Indie Waters T-shirts, so you can come find us there. Uh, and if you find us, like I said earlier, if you find us, give us a five star review and follow the and uh, subscribe to the podcast feed. We will give you a free T shirt. We have si- uh, si- all kinds of sizes ranging from uh, small to double XL. So uh, come find us this weekend at GCW Into Deep. Mm-hmm. It should be a fun time. Yeah, I'm really excited. The cards looking, the cards looking pretty dope. Uh, and I cannot wait to see uh, all of these people live that I have not seen live before, and uh, of GCW show, which is always a good time. So it'll be a blast this weekend. Come, come find us if you want some free merch uh, from us here at Indie Waters, and uh, hopefully we'll see you there. Zach, you got anything to plug? No, I. Uh, besides uh, the fact that I'm still sick, and I apologize for the low energy by the end. All right, Zach plugging the fact that he's sick. <laughs> awesome. It's just slowly but surely, maybe one day I'll get a plug. Yeah. Oh, and one more thing, next week's episode, we won't be doing a normal episode. Uh like I said, like like I said, we will be attending into deep, so we will be doing a uh, a rundown of that on next week's episode. Uh just so because we're excited about it and we want to talk about it and we think this show is a perfect place to do it. Mm-hmm. So next week will be our GCW Into Deep special where we talk about the whole card and how we liked it. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of the show. So we got the plugs out of the way. We got the matches out of the way. We got everything out of the way. So that just leaves me with one thing left to say, and that is to remember that there is a gigantic sea of independent wrestling out there. So never stop exploring. <laughs> This has been a Countout Podcast.